Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When a woman sees her so-called better half coming dashing up the front walk hatless and wild-eyed, a newspaper in his hand, she can be safe in assuming that something has popped or is about to. That's the situation right now at 79 Wistful Vista as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. days. Look at the lad run. He hasn't moved that fast since he got his muffler caught in the taxi cab door. <laughs> I wonder... Quick, this is the last day. Hurry up, kiddo. Give me a buck. Get me an envelope. Hurry. No, no, I calm can't... down, McGee. Take it easy. This is the last day for what? Or is it just the last day? It's the last day to send in a dollar. Hurry up. Give me a dollar bill. Give me an envelope. i got to oh, send no, a buck. Now, now, wait a minute. Stop hopping around. Yeah. Count to ten and then tell mother. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Look. When I saw this ad in the Gazette... Now, McGee. Huh? You're approaching the age, dearie, when your blood pressure is entitled to some consideration. Yeah, but... You must learn to take things a little easier. Yeah, but... Now, relax. <laughs> Nothing is this important. Yeah, but... So you saw an ad in the Gazette. Yeah. You have to send somebody a dollar for something. Yeah. Now, then for what? Look, we got to quit stalling around. We're wasting time. This is the last day. This ad says... Wait a minute, I'll show you. Yeah. Here it is. Look. It says, attention, last day, send one dollar to box 217, Whistle Vista Gazette. Yes. Well, don't you understand? This is the last day. It says so. Yeah, but what do you get for your dollar? Why, you get a... It says it's the last day to... I mean, if we don't send... <laughs> hey, that's funny. It don't say what it's for. <laughs> Sweetheart, I never thought I'd have to explain the facts of life to you after all these years. <laughs> Why, that's a racket. What? It is? Certainly. Didn't you read where they arrested a man for that? No. He just puts this ad in and waits for the gullible to send in their money. Well, what do you know? <laughs> that's pretty clever, ain't it? Sure. <laughs> Wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> that's my trouble. I'm always on the wrong end of a promotion. Yeah, and I'm glad of it. As it is, the shadiest thing you've ever been in was a picnic grove. <laughs> well, now that we've taken care of that and saved a dollar, is there anything else new in the paper? No, nah, just the usual stuff. Election news, labor trouble, and football scores. Politics, pickets, and punts. Whose picture is that on page three? Huh, where? Oh, Ronald Coleman. Oh, my favorite actor. You know, I went to see Aerosmith so many times, I started using ether for perfume. Hmm. <laughs> What's the news about him? Nothing much. Says he's got to get away from Hollywood for rest. Says he... Come in. Mr. McGee here. I'm Mr. McGee, bud. State your business briefly. I'm a busy man. Telegram. I'll take it. Thank you. Sign here. Okay. There you are. Well, what are you waiting for? I realize, sir, that the custom of offering gratuities for services rendered is considered undemocratic and inclined to undermine the spirit of free enterprise, but who am I to fly in the face of established tradition? <laughs> What's this little mug talking about? A tip, dearie. 
Huh? Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, I get it. Well, here you are, bud. Here's a dime. A dime? Gee, won't mother be pleased. Now I can get her that string of polo ponies. <laughs> ah, ten cents sure looks big to kids his age, don't it? <laughs> ah, he thinks he can buy horses with it. <laughs> I remember when I was a lad, I... a telegram from, dearie. Open it up. Oh, I can't open it. It ain't addressed to me. It just says, oh, my gosh. If this isn't a coincidence. It says, Ronald Coleman, care of Mr. and Mrs. Fibber McGee, 79 Wistful Vista. Hold for arrival. Hold for right. What's that? Ronald Coleman coming here? Looks like it. But why? He doesn't even know us, dearie. He knows me. I got his autograph once at the Union Station. <laughs> I told him if you ever wanted to get away for a good rest, to drop in for a week or so. I say, this is jolly good of him, old girl. What? Be rousing sport, won't it? Showing the old chap about the village. You've been playing too much pool, dearie. Some of the English has come off on you. But uh, what I don't understand, McGee, is just why. Blimey. That must be the blighter now. Put on a pot of tea, old thing, and have the charwoman tidy up the digs. I'll believe this when I see it. Come in. You can hurry back for Manstead Eats now, my lordship. It's Dr. Gamble. Really? The physician chap? Good day, old boy. Glad you could pip in, Pop-Pop. I mean, uh, <laughs> glad you could pop in, pip-pip. What goes on here? You've been giving him English muffins for breakfast, Molly? Or did the dentist sell him a London bridge? Now he's expecting a visit from Ronald Coleman, Doctor. Apparently this Bond Street brogue is his idea of hospitality. I say, old kumquat, have a chair. We'll have a spot of pico and a jolly old beano, what? Isn't this nauseating? <laughs> My dear, when you pick a fellow with a British accent, you really pick a dilly. <laughs> By Jove, old boy, that was a ripper. <laughs> Piccadilly, he says. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, blast me, I shall have to write a letter to the Times. Dear, you have no idea how awful you sound. Why can't you just be your old corny self? <laughs> In the first place, Bagbridge, you have about as much chance of a visit from Mr. Coleman as I have from the stork. What am I saying? I meet the stork every day. <laughs> And if you'll mind your manners, Gargles, you can meet Ronald Coleman in person right here, right today. A wire came here for him a while ago. Strangely enough, it really did, Doctor. Yes, sir. Addressed to him, care of us, saying hold for arrival. If you're not too busy, drop in later, huh? I'm afraid I will be, my dear. As I told Mr. May... <clears throat> As I told one of my patients... We heard you the first time, you big Romeo. <laughs> Neglecting your practice to shilly-shally around with Fifi, eh? Uh, Do you ever stop to think you might wind up with a ring in your nose, lover boy? Why, you little gutter snake, I ought to tear you... Now, 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 boys, boys. Remember, Santa Claus might be listening. (laughs) But I think Doc, ought to know what Latrivia is saying about him. I haven't the slightest interest in what Latrivia... Yes? He says the best way he can sell himself to Fifi is to let her go out a few times with you. What? He says you're groomed like a country road. <laughs> and you smell like a fracture ward. And you act like an underprivileged Zulu. 
Now, McGee, I don't believe he ever... No, he said that, did he? By George, if I have... That's probably for me, my dear. I'll get it. Hello, Gamble speaking. Yes? Well, offhand, I'd say your trouble was circulatory. Better drop in my office in the morning. Yes. You say you feel warm when you stand up, but get cold when you sit down. Uh-huh. Well, I'll see you in the morning, Mr. Winterbottom. Oh, I say, old Rutabagger, must you toddle off? Rather, rather. Have a jolly visit from the cinema chapel, Joe. Tally-ho, my dear. And I'll see you next Noel, coward. My, my. It sounds worse on him than it does on you, dearie. <laughs> he don't see enough movies. Can't stay awake in them. Every picture he's seen for the last 15 years has been the big sleep. Now, look, McGee, this is a lot of nonsense. What's a lot of nonsense? This business of Ronald Coleman coming here... There's about as much chance of his coming to see you as there is of getting the Democrats out of office. Well? Hmm. That wasn't a very good metaphor, was it? (laughs) Oh, I had the Belgian rabbit, and I named him Little Claire. He was very introspective, what you'd call an ingrown hare... Oh! Huh? What are you doing with my meat grinder? Grinding up some old cigars to make pipe tobacco for when Ronnie Coleman... (laughs) You like pipe tobacco. I got enough now to take care of him for quite a while. If it's your own cigars you ground up, it'll take care of him permanently. (laughs) And by the way... Yes? Are you going to call Mr. Coleman Ronnie? Isn't that a little presumptuous? Look, kiddo, for the dough I've shoved through box office windows to see that guy fly to Shangri-La, I can call him Ignatz. If he resents... <laughs> hey, maybe that's him. Hand me that copy of Dickens' Christmas Carol. Thanks, here. You take this. It's punch. Thanks, but I'm not thirsty. It, it ain't a drink. It's a magazine. It's English. Oh. We want Ronnie to know we know that... Come in. Oh, hello, Mayor Latrivia. Come right in. Thank you, Molly. Good day, McGee. I say, old chap, this is a bit of all right, having you barge in like this. I beg your pardon? (laughs) Says he's glad to see you, Mr. Mayor. Yes, do have a chair, old pumpkin. I hope the mater and pater are well. That you're getting along handsomely with that bit of fluff from the theater. Uh, Fifi, right? I don't quite know what's going on here, Mrs. McGee, but I think your husband is confused. He doesn't want to see me. With those adenoids, he wants Dr. Gamble. Well, McGee's expecting Ronald Coleman this afternoon, Your Honor. He's just practicing up to talk Mr. Coleman's language, he thinks. Really? Ronald Coleman a friend of yours, McGee? Oh, quite, quite. Old school tie, you know. You'd better loosen it, dearie. I think your old school tie is strangling you. (laughs) Coming up to spend the fortnight, Ronnie is. We have the English colony, you know. By Jove, this is interesting. I didn't know you were English, McGee. That makes two of us. I didn't know it either. (laughs) Well, I am, you know. Though I find it deucedly difficult to talk intelligently with the city hall crowd. Rather... Of course, one can always discuss literary matters with one's secretary. 
My secretary is absent today, old boy. Her boyfriend's runabout ran out of petrol last night. My goodness. You two sound just like Reginald Gardner and Arthur Treacher. We do? <laughs> and done by Abbott and Costello, then. <laughs> oh, I say that's most amusing. <laughs> but how about scrounging up a bit of refreshment, old gal? Give the Lord Mayor a spot of oolong and a lumpet. <laughs> the word is crumpet, dearie. It is? I thought crumpet is what you do to your partner's ace. <laughs> That's trumpet, McGee. Go on. A trumpet is a bugle with knobs on it. <laughs> Why should I ask my wife to give you some tea and a bugle? That's ridiculous. Yes, I quite agree. Let's drop the whole thing, McGee. Okay. How's tricks down at the city hall, Latrive? You stealing much? <laughs> what? Time from your work to see Fifi, I mean. I figured you'd be with her a lot after what Doc Gamble said. You know what he said? Oh, now, McGee, don't it's start. I'm not the least bit interested in what Dr. Gamble says about Miss Tremaine and myself. Of course not. What did he say? <laughs> Doc says the best way he can sell himself to Fifi is to let you go out with her a few times. He says you're about as well-groomed as an alley cat. You got an air about you like a livery stable, and you act like an underprivileged buffalo. Oh, he said that, did he? I drove out. I... McGee, were there any monkeys in your family tree? Not that I know of, Latrive. Why? Then why do people like you always carry tails? Good day. <laughs> stop needling those men, you're going to wind up in more jams than an ant at a picnic. Well, they need a little needling to keep them on their toes. Hey, I wish I knew what time Ronnie was going to get here. You think I got time to grow a mustache? Frankly, no. But I have an eyebrow pencil. Hello, folks. Am I intruding? Uh, greetings, old string bean. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Certainly you're not intruding. Come right in. Jolly good to see you, old tomato. Say, if we have any more visitors, sweetheart, you're going to run out of vegetables. <laughs> What uh, are you rehearsing for, pal? A bundle for Britain? We're expecting a visit from Ronald Coleman, Mr. Wilcox. No kidding. That's great. I've met him. Nice guy and a fine actor. Oh, top hole, old boy. Upper half, top drawer. Bit of all right, what? You know, I don't know how much more of this I can stand, Mr. Wilcox. I'm beginning to think we were on the wrong side at Valley Forge. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's the paper under your arm, pal? Racing form for Epsom Downs? This copy of Punch, old buffer. Published in London, you know. Rather an old copy, but I thought it might amuse Ron. Ron? Oh, dear. Let me take a look at it, pal. I love old magazines. Well, an interesting back cover on this one. Hmm? What is it, Mr. Wilcox? It's a picture of an English kitchen. Bright, oh. shining linoleum floor. Uh... Now, see, uh, it says uh, Benson B. Ponsonby, Tattersall, and Wheedle take great pride in recommending to their valued trade the regular use of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat for the preservation of their linoleum. Not what I'd call flashy, kid, but... It says Benson B. Ponsonby, Tattersall, and Wheedle respectfully submit that Johnson's glow coat does a most meritorious oh. service in protecting one's linoleum against scratches, abrasions, dampness, dirt, 
distilled porridge? Heavenly days, Mr. Wilkins. Oh, he's making that. In up. addition, Glowcoat has the very excellent capability of drying completely in 20 minutes or less. Thus imparting, without necessity of rubbing or buffing, a bright, gleaming finish, optically quite pleasing. Signed, Benson B. Ponsonby Tattersall and Weedle Limited, polished purveyors by appointment to His Majesty, Richard the Lionhearted. My goodness, old firm, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, hey, look, pal, if you do see Ronnie, remember me to him. Uh, where'd you meet him, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, we were going around with the same girl. My gosh, Waxy. Really? Yes. Sure, his wife, Benita. Ooh. We were in a revolving door at the Waldorf. <laughs> see you later, Chris. He must have been born in a revolving door. He tells the dizziest... Oh, hey, Molly, what's going to be for dinner when old Ronnie gets here? How about some Skittles? Englishmen love Skittles. I never cooked a Skittle in my life, McGee. I've got some wonderful steaks in the icebox, though. I'll go call the grocer now and order a few things to Okay, Tootsie, you go right ahead. Ah, oh, there goes the good kid. He knows I'm about as English as the Dublin City Hall. But does she complain? No, sir. She just thanks her lucky stars I'm not expecting the Chinese ambassador for dinner. <laughs> I can't do Chinese. I... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, it's you, Teeny. No, it isn't, I bet you. It isn't, eh? Hmm? I says it isn't, eh? It isn't what? That ratted, it isn't you. I know it. Hmm. My daddy says I haven't been myself all week. <laughs> Who have you been? Fine, thanks. Who have you been? Now, wait a minute. Let's start this all over. Okay. Hi, mister. Hi, sis. I'd ask you to stay a while, but I'm awfully busy right now. We're expecting Ronald Coleman this afternoon. Oh, boy, Ronald Coleman. Mm -hmm. I love Ronald Coleman. Mm -hmm. Gee, he sends me. <laughs> when I saw him downtown a while ago, I almost swallowed my bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't ought to be... Hey, you say you saw him downtown? Sure I did, I betcha. Willie Toops and I were downtown... And we went in the Bontown department store, and I had a lollipop in the oscillator. No, 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 no. You mean the escalator, sis. Oscillate means kiss. Sure, I had a lollipop in my oscillator. <laughs> and I was riding on the escalator, and all at once there he was, and he spoke to me. Ronald Coleman? No, the floor walker. Oh. He told me to get off the escalator with my sticky hand. Oh, Look, sis, you said you saw Ronnie Coleman. Where'd you see him? You know, my memory's pretty bad, mister. Hmm? Sometimes it takes a quarter to help me. Oh, see. okay, okay. Here's a quarter. Oh, boy, thanks, mister. Now I can see him again. Huh? He's down at the Bijou in Lost Horizon. Ooh. So long, mister. I still think that kid's an idiot. singing sooner or later. Sooner or later you're gonna be coming around, I'll betcha. I'll bet. Any word for Mr. Coleman yet, McGee? No, not a word. I wish he'd call up or come. Hey, Molly, you know where my old basketball shoes are? Gee whiz, I should have thought of this before. Your basketball shoes? Yeah, I can cut the tops off my basketball shoes and make a swell pair of spats. <laughs> Englishman always wears spats. You like that? No, I got a... no, McGee, no. Huh? 
You start wearing spats, we'll start having them. And they'll rock the neighborhood. <laughs> okay, okay. I just want to... Who is it, Molly? Who is it? If that's Ronnie, I want to be... Relax, sure... dearie, relax. It's only Officer O'Shea. Uh-oh. Come in. Uh-oh. Hello, Officer. Do come in. Hi, the top of the morning for your board. Hi, O'Shea. We'd ask you to sit down, but we're expecting company. Important company. The famous movie star, Mr. Ronald Coleman, is coming to visit us, Officer, we think. Ronald? Ronald Coleman. You wouldn't be meeting Ronald Reagan now. Him with the devilish glint in his eye that has the Kyleen standing in line at the door. No, the... no, no. Not Ronald Reagan. Oh, no? Well, what's the matter with a fine Irish lad like Ronald Reagan? <laughs> well, nothing, officer. Nothing at all. We think he's wonderful. Sure we do. He just don't happen to be coming to see me, that's all. And an intelligent move it is, too. <laughs> Ronald Coleman is on his way over here. One of the greatest actors in the business. Good looking. English fellow. English, is he now? The shame of yourself, you Scot. Patronizing the opposition with all the fine Irish boys making pictures for you to see. Yeah, but officer, you see. Ah, we... don't interrupt, O'Kushler. And you with the soft little winds of the lakes in your throat. Fair melting me rage at your sassanac of a husband. Look at the cut of him, the spalpeen. Betraying such loyal sons and daughters as Patrick O'Brien, Maureen O'Hara, Dennis O'Keefe, and that fine brass of a lad, Paul Muhuni. <laughs> ah, get the shamrocks out of your teeth and quit faking names, you big blarney bait. <laughs> Ronald Coleman was a great actor when you were still trying to learn that phony Irish brogue of yours. Ah, it is breaking me heart he is, Mahorning. Turn his back on such stalwart sons of Aaron as Charlie O'Boyer. Ignoring that... <laughs> ignoring that fine young singer, him with the blood of the black Irish in him and the young girls kicking each other in the bobby socks and tearing the buttons off his coat. Which one is that, officer? That brawny brat of a better tone, Francis O. Sinatra. <laughs> Look, O'Shea, I'm getting sick. Stand out of me way, you dirty farmer. <laughs> I'm going down to a movie to apologize to, for you to the previous Irish Colleen that ever tripped over a tripod, and I <laughs> tripped over me brother. <laughs> <laughs> going down to see? That little fair one. Her with the gold of a Tullamore sunset in her hair and the blue of the lakes of Killarney in her eyes. That pretty little Colleen, Ingrid O'Bergman. <laughs> Ingrid O'Bergman? The same. Give me regards to your Ronald Patrick O'Coleman, McCushler, and may your cows never go dry. <laughs> Next time that guy rings the bell, make him show a search warrant before he gets in here. My gosh, it'll take two hours to get the mush out of my ears. Yeah. He certainly is loyal, though, isn't he? He think. Uh, what are you looking for, That dear? telegram. Oh, here it is. I don't see why Ronnie doesn't come on. Dad, rather, it's all... Oh, here he comes, Molly. Now, get ready. He's... he's... Come in. Mr. McGee, Acme Coal and Coke Company. What's on your mind, Bob? 
I got that load of coal you ordered here. Load of coal? Oh, yeah, I'll show you where to put it. And, uh, by the way, did a telegram come here for me? Telegram? No, not the telegram. Oh, sure. There it is, right on the table, addressed to me. Ronald. Ronald? Ronald? Sure. Ronald the coal man. <laughs> the company always Ronald the coal man. Oh, this is disgusting. While you were doing the dishes tonight, did you happen to notice your kitchen linoleum? Is it beginning to look a little faded and dull? Yeah, he let me read it. That was nice. What did it say? Said, Don't dump that coal this time till McGee pays for it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Who would have 